Welcome to the morning show with Ryan and Taylor. It is June 5th, which is mind blowing. We're six months into 2021. We're six months in. I just, because this will be our first topic, but we're six months in uh, and we've only recorded 10 episodes this year, just so you know. Huh. Huh. Isn't that mind blowing? That, yeah. is, that is a little mind blowing. I guess we've I guess we've skipped some weeks, including our past two weeks, right. uh, and and that's just how it goes sometimes. But I, I was just looking at that because, well, how are you, Ryan? I usually ask how you're doing no, and no, how no, your no, week yeah, was. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is to ask, you know, is uh, interview my friend yes. Ryan and you know talk about the thoughts, feelings, and what's going on. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, not... I forgot my lines. No, it's okay. I forgot my it's lines. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're doing it live. Um, I'm 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 fine. Like I I. I, I'm doing as best as I can, right? The world is, you know, operating at a weird kind of, like, pace. Uh, and on this side of the globe, it's, uh, right, restrictions are winding down, if not totally out the bag. Or out of, yeah, out of, and uh, I've been, what, fully vaccinated for, like, maybe a week or two now, making plans. I'm, Ooh. you know, like, it's, like, the, the world, yeah, it's, it's like things are opening up, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, things, things, things are, things are happening. Um, things I certainly, uh, didn't expect to happen. We can talk about that later, but also stuff that, yeah, uh, where I feel like I'm in, I'm in control and, 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 and doing lots of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, uh, I'm feeling capable. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling jazzed about what this summer has to entail, right? Yeah. It is wild. We have such, I mean, this is obvious, but we have such different experiences mm-hmm. of both the pandemic mm-hmm. and we're on the opposite end of the globe, so the seasons are switched. So it is just interesting, I suppose. Because we're not getting, I think the, the figure I saw recently was that most Australian adults will be vaccinated by October 2022. So like Ooh. another year and change. Boy. And that's... At the current pace, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe as more of the U.S. gets mm-hmm. vaccinated, mm-hmm. more of those vaccines right. come to other countries, right. and and maybe that changes that pace. Right. But right now, uh, yeah, we're we're still in. You can't come to Australia mode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I will. That's very fine. few people in. Very few people. I, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait till everybody's ready. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, folks are planning stuff. Right. And, and and going on vacations this past like Memorial Day weekend was like awful weather wise on the East Coast. Like nobody went to the beach because it like rained. Every, you know, everybody got rained out. But like people traveled mm-hmm. and, and did stuff. And I like, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how are how are you? How, how are how are you, Taylor? Yeah, I'm good. I'm on an uh, on an emotional high, I guess. This week, you've caught me at a good time. I don't know what's going on. I just feel like I've been kicking life's butt, you know, just work wise, socially. Nice. Kind of been dropping the ball on my on some creative side projects, but like other things have been picking up. Which brings me to our first topic. Okay, okay. Uh, because it concerns the podcast and it concerns uh, the, the way that we make podcasts. Now mm-hmm. we've talked off air before about mm-hmm. the idea, um, in which we record a podcast, right? Uh, but the things that we say in the past, as time progresses, become less true. And yet the the pristine audio that we record here at the the highly professional morning show podcast mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is there for all time, probably. So then, so this idea popped in my head based on a podcast by Dan Harmon, which is uh, Harmon Town, who had a guest on John Mayer. John Mayer is a loaded character. I know some people don't like him. Mm-hmm. The, this interview mm-hmm. made me like him more, et cetera, et cetera. John Mayer brought up the idea that everything on the internet should fade as time progresses, which just like pocket all of the catches with that and historical preservation issues. Okay. But like if you're John Mayer and you in the press have been slammed for being a womanizer is the term that he really does not like to hear about himself and he's trying to uh, grow as a person and, you know, he should have the room to do that. And the way that you do that is not by being constantly reminded that you're a bad person, but mm-hmm. hopefully that you have the capacity to change. Mm-hmm. All right, no, all right, put John Mayer aside. doesn't matter about him anymore. Same thing here with this podcast is what I'm thinking. So I talked about the ideas. I want to go back to our earlier podcasts, yeah. and now we've done this for over a year, mm-hmm. and I want to take the audio in those podcasts and degrade them by a set amount every year so that they become more and more fuzzy until they become unintelligible. And And you said... Basically, that that was fine, and I just want to double check with you because this is a this is a collaboration of a yeah. thing. 
Is that still okay with you? Well, not is it not only is it still okay, but didn't I also say that that's like an artistic endeavor, endeavor in it, you know, unto itself? Like that's like you're you're making this kind of message about you know the uh, the impermanence, or rather, like what what would it look like if you know the the content that we produced on, on the internet was somehow right, you know, it apart, you know, in that universe. So yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, I, I I still fully endorse it. It's not like you know all of the. It, I don't know the the big insights and 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 thoughts and feelings that we share are you know special you know because they are these things that are in the moment and uh, and that they're kind of put out there into the world. But I don't think they really. I mean, I don't I don't need to have that around to know why. Like you know, yeah, to to validate or acknowledge why how I feel or think or yeah do so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. And then the other thing, the other things that I thought were, uh, one, if we, oh, I don't know, have a fascist takeover where somebody lies about the results of an election and then there's an at attack on a, uh, uh, a capital city what? That, um, that and is defended yeah. by that fascist. And, uh, you know, just theoretically, if we had criticized that that political leader in the past that they might take action and i know that sounds fearful and, and jumpy to conclusions right, right, right. <laughs> but some pretty crazy stuff has happened mm. and just as a side as a side benefit it's if it becomes mm. a, a a breaking of the law to criticize a political leader let's say then it is in our benefit to kind of not have that evidence lying around i know that is crazy conspiracy theory world right, but I, right, I think that is right. a side benefit in addition to honoring the impermanence of these conversations right. and the specialness of the present moment. Um, so that's the idea. So the, the, yeah, I'm gonna take the audio and I have most of the code working now where I grab, uh, a year ago we did episode 13, which was one of the earliest, um, uh, earlier Black Lives Matter protests conversations that we had. Mm -hmm. um, and I grab an episode from a year ago, and I take it, and I use this thing called FFmpeg, which is a command line utility for editing video and audio. Mm -hmm. And I say, hey, degrade this by X amount. I'm still determining what those amounts are. And then re-upload that episode back to uh, our podcast platform. And then that's the episode that's distributed now if you download it from there. So what happens to the fidelity? Of, like, is it, is it not, is it scrambly in bits, or is it just like, <laughs> Does it cut out at different points? Like, what happens to the, so the listening thing that experience? I'm, the thing that I'm manipula manipulating is the uh, bit rate and the sample rate. Uh, and it basically sounds more and more like you have bad cell phone reception. So if this is as crystal clear as it is, then it becomes fuzzier and then fuzzier and fuzzier. There's not uh there's no like cutting of audio it's just mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the range of data is compressed and reduced. And I'm not a I'm not a scientist I'm not a data scientist so I don't totally understand it. <laughs> I'm just using stuff that's on the internet. Yeah and, yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um I think that's great. I would love to listen to I mean either you know before or after you upload that and just be like yeah that's that's that is us right but it's uh yeah. it's covering our behinds or it's a version of us right that is uh it's just a past it's just a yeah it's just you know uh sand, footsteps in the sand being washed away by the ocean man uh, you know uh, <laughs> poetry love it yeah. love it love it love it yeah so that's what i call operation degradation and i plan to launch it before the 52nd episode which i honor as the actual year-long anniversary So I, the, in the past two weeks, I needed to, uh, you know, visit my sister for something back in Pittsburgh. You know, I've been making these like back and forth trips, um, increasingly kind of throughout 2020 and 2021, even though I've left Pittsburgh for very clear personal and professional reasons. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think I'm not, I don't think I'm returning for any, uh, anytime soon after the most recent, uh, event that happened in Pittsburgh, which was, um, a car accident. I got into my first little little collision, and uh, I'm okay. Thanks. There was no, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm okay. The other passengers in my car, you know, my folks were okay. The other individual was okay. Um, but it was a 
yeah, a mortifying, frustrating experience. I think like for anybody who's who's been in, uh, you know, and it was uh, yeah, again like you know nothing nothing too major. If, if technically this was a parking uh, incident, I had been I uh, gosh gosh where's, I, I just had uh, a call with the insurance folks today, so I technically have 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 doled out this story before, but suffice to say, okay, I'm pulling out of a parallel parking spot on Liberty Avenue, which is a pretty busy artery yep. going through the Bloomfield neighborhood of Pittsburgh. And uh, I learned how to drive in Pittsburgh, and I got my license there, and I'm pretty proud and confident of my ability. And also, uh, I'd say I have really good knowledge of the unpredictability of motorists on the road. That said, I am driving my folks' newly leased a tank uh, Ford Explorer, and uh, I am, you know, doing my due diligence of uh, looking for cars and, and, you know, signaling and a clear intent to, to merge into, uncom- you know, incoming traffic and from my uh, parallel parking spot. And, of course, uh, as I make a very confident but cautious move uh, into uh, Liberty Avenue, somebody tries to clip me and... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, it was, uh, so, and, I mean, they got, they... What was the, uh, yeah, I just, I want to try to yeah, yeah, imagine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, the, the impact, you know, and tr- I'm trying to be delicate. If, sure, sure, if sure. Because obviously it's, like, a little bit dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, did glass break? Like, what, no, what, what happened? No, 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 no. So, I mean, you know, I, being in the very large car that I am, you know, like, I, the impact actually on the, uh, there was impact to the front of my I guess on the driver's uh, driver's end, you know, sort of in the front, I guess, bumper. Thankfully, didn't affect the glass. Nothing really broke. The other car, this sort of, you know, uh, smaller, right, sedan that was also trying to speed on a, tw- you know, on a road where it's uh, 25 miles, 20, maybe 25, 30 miles an hour and try maybe trying to beat a light or something, um, mm. got the sort of gashed right above the um, passenger side, the back right wheel. So, uh, no door okay. was like, you know, yeah. but like, you know, significant yeah. enough damage. They're like, you know, miffed and, uh, you know, and uh, here's the thing, uh, despite being like really, uh, I, yeah, it's sort of frazzled, right. what happened, I knew, uh, that I needed to do to deescalate the situation because, at the end of the day, the other motorist was a diminutive uh, white woman who, uh, I just, you know, it's been a, it's not been a great year for Asians, and I'm an Asian driver, and I just, I didn't want somebody to care in and escalate yeah, the situation yeah. and make it worse than uh, it already was. And funny enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, basically bowed and kowtowed and said sorry a lot. Although I don't want to, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that this is an admission of guilt because I wasn't the one who uh yeah kind of yeah yeah caused the situation but suffice to say did i offer water on the, on this hot day did i offer to charge their phone because it was 10 percent? did i offer to pay them you know buy them lunch because they are apparently late for their lunch that i think you know and i was like gosh like i was simping right um yeah you know uh, yeah which was that that that's what i feel really bad about i'm also frustrated that like i'm a good driver and this that this happened but no one got hurt. We're gonna let the insurance that's company. The yeah, yeah, that's the important part. No one got hurt. Accidents happen, right? Fees, you know, uh, like the, you know, uh, whoever did the the do harm will 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 figure that out. We'll let uh, insurance folks duke it out. And um, yeah, I uh, I am still like angry because I just I don't. I didn't want to be in Pittsburgh, but of course it's in Pittsburgh that, uh, yeah, my driving would be, uh, questioned. So does it, um, like it's, it's definitely going to be a pain in the ass to talk to insurance companies. Does it change? Like, do you have a Pennsylvania license? Is the car like a, a New Jersey car? Like, does that all come into the, the, uh, the insurance resolving? I'm not necessarily sure. Um, I, did, I mean, uh, actually, probably maybe a month or so beforehand, I had just changed my license to New Jersey. The car is licensed, you know, is, is um, but it was, it, it was, I mean, it was just like newly leased, right? So they were still waiting for like the registration and the inspection and everything to kind of like go through. 
um yeah. yeah but you know here's the thing like my folks were witnesses to the event and uh yeah. also according to i think the allegheny county or maybe it's the state of pennsylvania if there's no injuries and there's no like reason for towing you just kind of have to act on good faith and exchange information and uh deal it you know deal with it like an adult so yeah. a police report or any other corroborating evidence was not going to be uh available mm. to me that said the insurance folks are looking at camera footage and they're asking other people and they're asking the other drivers so i get it there's yeah. a whole industry and on whole um there, there's all of this infrastructure and yeah set up for this so yeah, yeah. but yeah i'm 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 angry and i it messed it, it ruined my weekend for me i couldn't really yeah. you know i tried to laugh it off and i spent most of that weekend drinking so that i couldn't think about it <laughs> but um i was also like well I, I mean i need to get behind the wheel again or else like i'm gonna be yeah. like an anxious to not drive right be, you know in in town so you yep. know as soon as after that happened maybe like an hour or so later i got back behind the wheel and was like okay i need to i just like I, I need to know i know my way around this town i know i drive all right this is what happened and yeah yeah just keep going so that seems like a healthy way to literally get on back on the mechanical horse yeah yeah i what else was i going to do seems like a, an hour later seems like a quicker response time than than what i would have done i probably would have taken the rest of the day off yeah in bed. yeah 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 um what i didn't do is i didn't like usually i, I drive like a portion back to jersey i didn't do that mm -hmm. like my dad like you yeah. know it, it was just kind of it was a kind of silent recognition that like okay ryan's gonna veg out in the back and just you know yeah. read his resident evil book and <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's spoilers here for Resident Evil 8. Skip the section if you don't want to be spoiled. You've been consuming a lot of Resident Evil content. I really have. Uh, Between 8 and the book. and 8, book. Um, there's been a lot of... Uh, and, and this is probably... I don't know if, if you've consumed any of this, but... Uh, right, The internet has uh, kind of exploded... Uh, you know, or, or rather, it's created allegiances, uh, fan was it fandom, standum, for uh, certain characters. You know, who are in their like, cause they're all campy and silly. Uh, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of admirable. And uh, the voice actors who are attached to those characters are getting a lot of like YouTube and like interview attention. And so I've been consuming that. Huh. And folks were, you know, like responding reacting to the uh, pivotal moments within the game or like uh apparently none of these actors were given the full script they were just given what they were given so for them to actually react to story beats yeah uh, is really really neat and uh yeah that's behind, impressive behind ben. the scenes stuff all of the all of this lore that i missed out on it's been it's been a really i, I i'm really getting my money's worth and I didn't pay a cent. And you didn't say. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I've got. I'm yeah. getting Capcom nothing. Just hours and hours of time. Ugh, but it's so yeah. Uh, I haven't finished Resident Evil Eight, uh, but I'm super excited. I think our last conversation was like I felt a little bit down. I was a little bit mm -hmm, worried. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, it's like preparing mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. not to live up to the hype. I have consumed enough resident evil 8 via scary game squad that i am now like solidly like mm, this is a good game kind of mm -hmm. doesn't matter what right. what happens right. after this like it could be an hour of another boat level and it would be like fine you know <sighs> yeah. it would be a bad decision that a mistake that they have made throughout the whole series and but they're allowed to make it now because the first two acts of that were really good yeah, yeah. you betcha oh the boat level yeah that's always a really clunky one right there was even a boat level and and seven and uh, yeah we mm -hmm. have to sort of weather through that is it premature to talk about what you like what you don't like you know at this point or uh you want it are yeah you well let's talk about it Let, i'll talk we can talk about it because there's very clear segments like there's three mm -hmm. i've seen the three three bosses of four bosses mm -hmm. and i assume mm -hmm. the final mm -hmm. boss is mm -hmm. mother miranda mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to break it down that way mm -hmm. uh uh lady dimitrescu um the doll person yeah 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 spirit yeah and uh Fishman, and those are the three that i only know lady dimitrescu's name <laughs> yeah that's i mean so does everybody else right you know yes uh, yeah. yeah gross gross fish guy Fishman is uh, uh yeah 
Yeah, that's an. Let's start from there. Yeah. Uh, The gross fish guy as a. I guess his his like nothing about it seems that scary. It just seems gross, and it Mm. seems to be as. It's kind of body horror ish, but it's not. I wouldn't call it horror. I would just call it like a a visual designer having as much fun designing the grossest thing they can. Right. And that's fine. And and. It was definitely a, a drop from the previous section, but it's totally fine because of the other two sections. I don't know. I'm still... Uh, Fishman is just a Fishman, and it's not a ton to say, I guess. I don't yeah. I don't feel strongly I, I mean, Fishman. it's such a blatant kind of, you know, uh, poach from the fish whatever monster from Resident Evil 4, right? I mean, water horror, right? If we're thinking about yeah, Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Deep Blue Sea, what a piranha, right? It's trying to, and the, the whole sure. game is is basically as it's been marketed and I reviewed and critiqued as this like carnival or like roller coaster show, you know, grand guignol of you know variety show of horror. Mm-hmm. Then you've got yeah, you've got your you know uh, vampire fantasy, you've got your weird PT esque um, stuff, and then you've got water horror, and then you know I'll, I won't you know spoil the rest and i think yeah what what you're i think what you're speaking to is that yeah it's the lowest point of the game because it's just so blatantly different than everything else where it has it's it's hitting you a different that said like some people i think respond to that level differently than we would because maybe but yeah Sorry, sorry, because water horror is totally a t- totally a category, but I feel like this does not do water horror well. Mm, so I think mm, of mm, games mm. like Soma, in which the abyss oh. is the the scariness yeah. of it, and the mass the mass like right. blackness of the bottom of the ocean, yeah. like how far away you Bioshock are from everything that is comfortable. But Bioshock mm-hmm. is a wonderful example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subnautica, if you've ever played that, which isn't explicitly a horror game, but mm-hmm, certainly mm-hmm, scary mm-hmm, at points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this doesn't do that. It just kind of has water lying around yeah, and there's yeah. fish as a theme. And it, yeah, I don't know. It almost feels like this game was made by four different teams and mm. they all then st- stitched them together. Uh, and this team, and I don't, I don't want to be critical of this team too much, but this section of the game feels like it does not play the horror card at all in only like a disgusting card and yeah uh or or maybe they had like a deadline and they're like you know let's just let's focus on like character design rather than like level and the level design is like frustrating i don't think it's i think yeah yeah it's the the, that too the puzzling and it's just it's not visually interesting either it's if anything it's kind of muddled and so i yeah for for me it's uh it's it's not it's not the strongest part and um i also feel like as a character that particular lord doesn't is neither um threatening nor sympathetic uh yeah the the voice lines in it are extremely confusing mm-hmm, it's cuz mm-hmm. cuz uh is his name mordo or uh, moreau moreau Sal- moreau, moreau. moreau yeah Moreau has this like needing to. He has a mommy complex, basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not. But also, it feels like he doesn't stay consistent in that, and and that is his only note is that he wants to please Mother Miranda, which all the other characters also do. So it does. It's not a particularly. It's an extremely shallow for a fishman uh, characterization, and I yeah, yeah. It's the low point so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I think that's that's a yeah. That that's a completely valid um, observation to make. But cleverly, this is the first time where, and we're going to touch spoilers, but I don't want to go any further than yeah, this. Yeah, is yeah. this this part of the game is the first time where it ties back to the previous entries in the series, and I think mm. that's the perfect sprinkling of paprika on a bland uh, 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 tempura. Uh, mm. I don't know if those things go together. Uh, <laughs> I need it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that kind of carries it, I think, because you can add lore to the bigger story if this part of the story uh, is weak or doesn't have that the characterization of um, Lady Dimitrescu isn't that deep of a character, and neither is the doll. No. But particularly, this felt like a, a weaker part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the doll. The dollhouse section is my favorite. It is clearly inspired by PT. It is 
the it's probably the scariest uh that the game gets i assume mm-hmm. it might get scary again but this feels like uh you're, you're stripped of all these weapons which you probably just came off of a power high from from fighting lady demetresque and you get you fight a, a dragon vampire lady yeah. you're kind of operating on this like yeah. you know i'm you know you're not a tank but you're not you know incapable of defending yourself yeah, yeah, it's but it's a high action sequence that almost feels like are we cresting too early with this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, you're literally fighting a dragon mm-hmm, on top of the tower mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like that's how you would end. That's a cinematic end to a Resident Evil type game. Right, but then you right. are stripped back of all those weapons and put back at like zero again, which is an interesting pacing quandary, but I think they landed it. Uh so you have none of your weapons and you're in this dollhouse so so creepy dolls are are another phobia i think that people have and honestly i don't totally understand the doll was controlled by a psychic right so there's a person there's a person behind the doll but the doll is the figure in which you usually interact with yeah okay ethan interacts with so is that how you interpret that so uh if uh, if you do a little bit more exploring like you'll you'll notice that like the uh, no this doesn't get spoiler so like the basically the you know everyone's infected right there's a there's some you yes. know there's some you know bioweapon you know and i it's i i don't think it's spoilery to say that like oh resident evil right folks are experiments or bioweapons or somehow mutated versions of their of their selves right and so right. in this case um my understanding is that donna beneviento right you know the mm-hmm. the white the, the daughter of this doll maker is uh you know part of the is part of the four lords because they when they mutated or they somehow ended up in mother miranda's grasp they were somehow able to manipulate this particular like pollen from a flower or something i you may have like mm-hmm. right and which enables folks yep. to um, hallucinate and i think yep. that's where you know like she's infected and she's manipulating that which of course you know uh, extends to the myriad dolls and i think that's why everything that you go through is essentially a figment of your imagination from the very beginning right. you're seeing mia who should be dead you're putting photos in you know in mail slots which was i really loved that part actually that was um, great yeah incredibly clever um yep. and just and that you're in a functionally normal looking house until it becomes very abnormal and uh yeah just little bits of oh gosh so many bits of like horror cinema like sinister with the um whatchamacallit with the found footage and of course like you know people find well i mean maybe this is what right they're like to take away all of your weapons and then to be confronted with some truly horrifying imagery, a la PT, yep. right? I'll yep. just say that yeah, is yeah. a stroke of genius, and uh, yeah, uh, I it's the part that I continue to sort of yeah uh, hold everything really tight, and uh, it's very anxiety-inducing, and uh, that's like the part of the game that I would want to play uh, because it's. Everything else is kind of actiony, and that's fine, and and I like that as as well. But this is the part that feels really unique and kind of, uh, if if Resident Evil and Silent Hill were like the two pillars of horror in the late in the late nineties, early two thousands, mm. and then Silent Hill just you know Konami, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Resident Evil kept going and became this weird action thing, and is now trying to get back into mm-hmm, horror. Mm-hmm. Like this was the first time where it felt like Resident Evil was approaching the psychological thrillerness that right. Silent Hill two and three and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe four had, uh, and obviously PT, which was uh, super groundbreaking and still influences all kinds of horror games. I was like so proud of the Resident Evil team to like finally reckon with that and do something with that and do it well. Yes. Um, and 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 that was like all right, I'm in. Like doesn't matter. Resident Evil Eight's a good game now. Yeah. yeah. And I think the fact that it is it's very short and sweet. You're done with it by like yes. what, in like thirty minutes. Actually, I think speaks mm-hmm. to, um, yeah. I, I'm glad they just it didn't overstay its welcome. Right. That they're giving folks a taste. And in fact, wanting leaving leaving folks wanting a little bit more. Um, yeah. It is so. It, it's just it's incredibly polished and um yeah impactful powerful for 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 kind of condensing all of that horror in um yeah and also relatively like easy i mean depending on how you view the puzzles or the kind of find you know uh yeah 
find the little doll game at the end. It's uh Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that the shortness of of that section is almost d- determined by that gameplay mechanic which mm-hmm. is sort of this like run and hide where mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've got two options is run or hide and right. and drawing that over the portion of a game like in Outlast I think can cuz those are basically Outlast mechanics you don't really mm-hmm. do any hiding in no. PT ish um but but drawing that out I think over several hours becomes a lot more difficult to like keep that interesting so the fact that it is so short I think is to its benefit and probably right. by design. And I wonder how you extend that mechanic uh, to a longer form thing. And the thing that comes off of the top of my head is like, there are these puzzles. In Resident Evil 8, the puzzles are pretty simple or mm-hmm. basically non-puzzles. They're spoon-fed you... to you, practically. Yes, yeah. yeah. They're literally a post-it note with the solution to the puzzle right next to the puzzle right. in, in the water level. And I'm like, oh, geez. Um, <sighs> But to extend that hide and run and hide gameplay mechanic, is there a portion in in that the dollhouse section where you're solving a puzzle before the monster gets you? Mm. Because here's what I'm thinking. If not, that's a way to... You do a puzzle with the time pressure of a monster approaching that you also can't see because you're focusing on the puzzle, which reinforces this idea like the monster in the dollhouse is always is relatively it's really dark it's partially hidden right right right, uh, right you don't want to show all your cards in a horror thing so maybe i'll make my own horror game and uh just expand yeah on that. yeah I, I mean no i i think it's it's it doesn't it doesn't want to juggle too much right you know i mean the puzzle you know per se is really just uh you know finding you know like a hide, a hide it's either hide and seek and find this thing to you mm-hmm. know find you know to yeah so whatever MacGuffin. but it's not like a solve a it's not solve what was that game on the phone where you turn the thing and the numbers it's 2040 it's that uh, 2048 yeah so here's what i'm thinking i'm uh, just spitballing uh, video game ideas here is you do a, a run and hide mechanic in yeah. which you're introduced to the monster you have to run but then you're presented with a puzzle but you have to solve the puzzle before the monster gets you uh yeah i don't know yeah, that's no, a no. different conversation. Let's we'll, workshop we'll, it. We'll do our game dev podcast later. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, um, yeah, uh, that's we'll have other folks. We'll we'll start another podcast, which will depreciate. I mean, or de- degrade on its yeah. own, <laughs> on a different timeline. And uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it'll degrade in reverse. It'll just be like garble, you know, gobbledygook. Yes, yes, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd have to, because uh, it's. Uh, okay all right well i think about that yeah, later yeah, <laughs> you have fun. to like record it at the highest quality and then release it in reverse and yeah yeah right right all right, right we'll right. think about that we'll think, yeah um yeah i think that's that's section two mm-hmm. dollhouse is, is great uh i think probably the peak of the game i would be surprised if they top it for me personally mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um very cool Section one. Uh, I, this is such a bad order to do this in that's okay but lady yeah. dimitrescu uh uh I feel like we had all had a taste of of the castle from the demos, mm-hmm. so a little bit of familiarity there, but it was nice to finally see Lady Dimitrescu and her three daughters because they had been such a big part of the promotional material, mm-hmm. and none of the other lords, which is crazy because the game is kind of evenly split between those characters, and I assume Lady Dimitrescu doesn't come back because you destroy these lords in a crumbling crumble of bits, but it's so weird that that the marketing of this basically made me think this was all going to be in the castle yeah. and that this was Lady, Lady Dimitrescu was the villain. Yeah, they really um, played so their cards. So just interesting... Yeah, it's... Uh, I, yeah, I I don't know what was behind the, the marketing and, and the gamble to put this in the whatever nine and a half foot tall woman as like you're bad or, or position them to look like the big bad, you know, in, in, in yeah. so many ways. Um, but I don't think Capcom could have expected the internet to get a boner for and uh yeah that's uh yeah i don't know that's uh that's that's but i think it's so because i think uh secrets in and mystery are so important in a horror Mm -hmm, game that mm -hmm. i really like that basically Mm -hmm. section one you know the first quarter of the game has is is seen in the promotional materials but the rest isn't and that's Mm -hmm. like really Cool. Yes. I think that greatly benefits a horror game with some sense of mystery. Um, the other thing I was thinking about was like the imagery of somebody who is especially tall. And this is, I hope this doesn't sound tall phobic. Um, yeah. And I'm slightly tall, right? But like the imagery of a nine foot, 10 foot person 
ducking under a door well and then especially with like a big hat mm-hmm. like i think that that imagery for some reason is scary it's the same thing with uh mr x in resident mm-hmm. evil 2 where you get these like and he has a hat too yeah and i wonder why I, I, yeah i mean i think that's what's being explored in terms of horror is <laughs> tall people going under door wells doors door frames but i mean you know yeah. you're, you, i don't th- i mean these folks aren't like they they are derivative i think almost to you know uh to excess, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. they're looking at mining, you know, points, parts of like folklore and popular culture and weight and like very scary imagery, imagery, or rather like imagery that is meant to evoke certain signals that would, you know, uh, so like we, we can associate this with horror or something very familiar with horror or really something like classic. And, you know, I mean, the Babadook has a hat. Freddy Krueger has a hat. There's yeah. all of these sartorial and design and like fashion, you know, fashion choices. Um, you know, Lady Dimitrescu is just for a little bit of like, you know, behind the scenes is based like partially on Elizabeth Bathory, who like blade, you know, bathed in the blood of like virgins. I think in like the 16th century, but her, um, you know, style is from like you know 1930s kind of where there's a sort of you know of noble birth. Yeah. Um, and then also some Japanese, um, I guess, uh, folklore where there is apparently an eight foot tall like ghost who wears a big enough like a, a really big hat. Right. And and I think just that's who does, like who who comes up with this stuff? It's it's yeah. it's 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 really, really clever. And um, but yeah, I, I think those those design choices are, are really, really smart and intentional. And yeah, I, I think and maybe there is some continuity really with the brand, too. Right. Is like, OK, well, we want to create tyrants, but we also don't want them to all look alike. Right. Mr. X yeah. looks markedly different than Nemesis, who looks markedly different than, you know, uh, yeah, Lady Dimitrescu. And maybe they're going to get taller and taller and taller. Um, I mean, the, but they're going to they're going to keep playing around and, and experimenting. And I think that's what what people really like about Resident Evil is that it tries to outdo itself at times and it tries to scale it back. You know, somebody like Jack Baker, who, you know, is terrifying, just like crumbling through the um, through the wall. But then it can be also become the you know weird, I don't know, kind of like spaghetti monster or what have you. Like, yeah, it just mm, the variety of it. All. This is. It's so good for Resident Evil to be able to do all that and like to have an well, it's it's a light tenuous lore by the time you're getting to like flying demons that are presumably yeah. a part of this biomedical experiment, sure, right? Sure, like sure. it's 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 a thin connective tissue, but mm-hmm. it's a connective tissue that lets you do a lot of different mm-hmm, styles, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is what you see in Resident Evil Eight, and it is so gratifying to see the Resident Evil team be like, okay, let's try and do as many different styles of horror game and, and different themes mm-hmm. within this Resident Evil universe and connect it that way. I think it's such a good, like, I'm so excited to see where Resident Evil goes because it could have dropped, like, the back half of Resident Evil 7 was not good. That was the boat level. is not not good. We didn't like it. We didn't it's, like it, Capcom. Not, and I, I don't uh, think, not good. and I think the mold is is just not very captivating as, like, a threatening kind yes. of source of, 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 it is not, it does not take enough as as an evil it does not take up good enough residence right it's just yes <laughs> it's yeah um it almost feels like the game without the molds would probably be mostly the same mm-hmm, and that like mm-hmm. it feels like they designed the game around the bakers and then built the 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 mansion house and that was really good and like the majority of the development was spent on that and then and then somebody came in and said hey there's not enough game here yeah. this is the four hour long game Let's we need it to be eight hours Put them on a boat, uh, pad out these levels with some monsters, and like there's there's some intrigue there, and there are cool, clever jump scares with the molds, but mm-hmm. the molds are not they're not scary. They're just no. like it's they're like the default like T pose model of goop that yeah. you would yeah. It's just like not a good um, not a good character. No, <laughs> a mold person. No, no, <laughs> that's no. the depth of that. Yeah. I just said everything about the character. <laughs> a mole person, Plato. Uh, yeah. But then, so to extend that to, um, I mean, I guess like werewolves, gargoyles, and zombies uh, are what I've seen as the common enemies in Resident Evil 8. And they, they're just, I mean, they're 
pretty simple, but definitely better than a mold yeah. person, and, you know. And surprisingly, they fit in, right? You know, I mean, again, yes. the, the, the the membrane is so thin, like, oh, the bioweapons, yeah. they look whatever, you know, they, oh, they grow this or whatever, yeah. and oh, now it's, you know, now it's a, a weird beast thing, but I you know, shoot it, right? Just shoot it, right? So Just shoot it. Just yeah. shoot it. Just shoot it. It's a sponge. So, um... I don't know. Maybe it either it's it's just reached this part of the cultural zeitgeist where it's like, yeah, you just you're gonna have this automatic suspension of disbelief, right? It's Resident Evil, you know. In I mean, the first game had a weird snake and spiders and dogs, yep. right? Zombie yep. dogs crashing through windows. So yeah, yeah. I and I think. I would almost like the lab level in every Resident Evil game is also sort of derided as the boat level is in the mines and the sewers. Like those are all really gray, boring things that we see in every Resident Evil game. Kind of haven't quite seen them yet in Resident Evil 8, waiting for the other shoe to drop. But I think that the idea of a laboratory in which experiments are done by a biomedical company trying that's evil or whatever, like that could be a good game. Like you can explore that and do weird creature designs that are affected by this virus. And I feel like Resident Evil hasn't capitalized on on that anti-corporate message, which is kind of in all the games, but like especially in a world in which a, a, a virus has, you know, decimated people's lives and, and, and the economic situation all over the world, it would be really cool to see, like, hey, maybe the way that we distribute vaccines is inherently evil, even if you're not <laughs> creating terrible monsters with it. Like, you could really do a good commentary if you did, if you took that route. You really could. And I wonder if there's any interest or appetite... <laughs> From, you know, uh, uh, this other, I mean, you know, Resident Evil is just this behemoth, right, of, of media, right? And now we've got this Netflix movie, or maybe it's a series coming out. We've got, you know, now we've got Jill and Leon, you know, as playable characters in Dead by Daylight. And we're going to have the nemesis around. Like, are folks actually going to start really teasing out, like, the... <laughs> Not just like, but like, there's there there have to be something. There are already like really big uh, themes that are uh, sort of embedded in all Resident Evil games, and I think the Resident Evil games themselves haven't been brave enough to really like tackle that. Uh, yeah, instead they just it's, use it as like window dressing. Yeah, it's yep. like, oh no, this is an action movie or this is a horror movie that's you know, and it's schlocky and like you don't really need to care. You don't really, it doesn't need to be smart, right? Um, yeah, don't you don't have to think to enjoy yeah. Resident Evil, which is a benefit and not like not mm -hmm. something they have to do, but no. it would be cool. It would be cool, right? You know, it would certainly add to somebody's dissertation or somebody's. I think somebody's assessment that video games can be and and have been uh, yeah. prime vehicles for uh really i think you know interesting and important messaging uh sometimes there's a, these like little monologues at the end of the game or these little insights that are like oh it wasn't wasn't the zombies it was the corporation it was greed right that kill i yeah, think i'm thinking yeah. about jill at the end of resident email uh, resident email resident evil 3 remake right it's like the remake is just like ah yeah. you know that's that's the reason that rack and sitting got you know blown up and i'm like you know okay take that right don't just Use yeah. it in a pithy line, like use that as the sequel idea. You know, right? yeah. you know, you've got corporate espionage. You've got like huge environmental uh, tolls. You've got. I, I I don't think they really. You know, if if they were going to film something or film, uh, produce or um, set a game in like Africa, some like you know, and of course that was problematic in so many ways. Yes. Like then you know what, own that and like create you know like what. There, there is so much, I think, narrative and, I don't know, I, I, I think that it could be really smart if you found the right, you know, the found the right writers and just don't make it too preachy and still how, somehow yep. imbue it with that, I don't know, kind of sloppy, schlocky, fun, Resident Evil flair, you can, you can get all of that, so, but... Well I think I think you bring up like the part that might not fit with this is like how can you be schlocky and critical of the systems of the world mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. is maybe the one grinding point mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but I I think I mean that would be the interesting part to explore yeah so, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it's creating and a if universal... not I'll do it yeah I'll I'll make it as part of my hide and seek uh, solve a puzzle while a monster finds you game uh, uh, yeah I'll make it yes yeah. no all right yeah. my my brain's running on on four cylinders that's okay out of two vroom 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 vroom
Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is, uh, so I had to skip last week as well. I know mm-hmm. we, we were both like, hey, we, I mm-hmm. can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason I had to do, uh, I had to, uh, to not record this podcast was because I was recording on another podcast. I apologize, Ryan. Ooh. I have podcasts cheated on you. Um, so I was asked to be interviewed um, by a PhD student at the University of New South Wales uh, regarding a project in which they're talking about the the wildfires, basically mm-hmm. 2019, 2020 mm-hmm. Australia wildfires. Uh, and the reason they invited me on was because in the time in which I lived in my car and was like traveling around New South Wales, I took two months off uh, and just got to like camp in national parks and, and see New South Wales um, for two straight months and just be in nature and hike around. That was awesome. Right. In that time, I went to a place called Mount Caputar. In Mount Caputar, there lives a slug, which is only... <sighs> Only lives in this one place. It is endemic to the, the top of the mountain. Uh, and uh, I found it, basically. And that had I found it after the fires had passed through. And there was, it was believed like this slug had maybe had gone extinct. So it was important that I found it, took a picture of it, and documented it. Uh, and that like caused a stir on the iNaturalist platform, which is the thing that I use to like take uh-huh. pictures of animals and uh-huh. like document their location, time of day, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then somebody was like, hey, this is really important. And then like months and months go by. And then that guy reaches out to me. He's also a PhD student in like mollusks or something. Uh, and he said, hey, I'm going to pass you to this this woman who's recording this podcast about this story. Would you want to, would you be willing to talk to her? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, so that's what I did last week is I recorded a podcast talking about um, me uh, and and this slug and the way I used iNaturalist and then the bigger stuff like gl- climate change and and who I am and all of these weird things. It was such a it was such a validating experience to have this thing that I do for fun and kind of just for me, which is hike and take mm-hmm, pictures mm-hmm, of animals, mm-hmm. be something somebody else was interested in, and have them make art a podcast about it anyway and to feel like i contributed to something bigger than just myself mm-hmm. and and we also talked about that you know that experience which is very cool so uh, yeah just something i wanted to share that's what i did last week it was very exciting uh, um yeah yeah thank you for sharing that taylor it's i i love any opportunity you get for you to be like a subject matter expert and for you to share <laughs> really like the things that you love to do with with other folks and and uh I'm glad that people are responding to to your level of knowledge and just your yeah I, and yeah you're just your willingness to share things it's just it's it's great I uh yeah cheat away I don't care yeah this it's is so, this is this uh... is an open podcast marriage <laughs> it's an open podcast relationship <laughs> it's uh yeah and then the other thing so there's that experience in itself and then the meta experience of like this is maybe this is my 15 minutes of fame right and it comes in a okay. weird way that i wouldn't expect uh-huh, because i'm uh-huh. not i'm not a slug fan you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm. i'm just like there yeah. so slugs are not yeah, in your I top don't know. 10 yeah, and and talking to to this this woman who is an environmental PhD student who like you know can say the Latin names of things and I don't know how to pronounce the oh you don't you don't know the binomial nomenclature of uh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going the first thing I go is like hey just so you know I'm not like a slugologist I'm just like a a guy on the trail and and she was like no that's perfect and and then so we talked about like citizen science and all of these things and I'm very excited to see how it turns out um I'll be one of uh, several people on the podcast guesting and uh might take a month for them to make it and mm. string it together in a nice you know npr style story of a right, you know right, the, the right. podcast storytelling style that we're all familiar with um yeah do you have anything else you'd like to share before we uh wrap up the podcast um well i know that you're in australia but i figured that i wanted to get i i missed uh, I wanted to also be in Australia, but the closest thing I could get to that was go to an Outback Steakhouse on Route 22 in uh, in Greenbrook, <laughs> New Jersey, and uh, you know it's a weird, clever transition. Yeah, it's a weird. Uh, it was a weird kind of. Well, no, it was pretty cool to commemorate. So um, my dad was like, "Oh, it's my anniversary," and I was like, "What is the anniversary of? It's been 47 years since I, uh, you know, like jumped off a ship and uh, like you know, just kind of." 
mall ratted in 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 america and i was like oh okay that's wow that's the, that is really cool that's really cool that's like two lifetimes where do you want to eat outback steakhouse <laughs> 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 that's perfect it's, that oh, is so, it's so perfect it's so american um let's just like take this american restaurant with the trappings it's it's um an american wolf in you know she, wallaby clothing and yes yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, like all three of us like got boned ribeye steaks like it, the sides were like a ho-hum and like but it was fine it was it was good i it's outback steakhouse it's outback steakhouse it's salty we got and, we got the blooming onion yeah. you know yeah. uh yeah i thought my waiter was attractive it was uh yeah it classic classic <laughs> i uh i will say that just, just an ad, an added funny coda to this story is that historically like the the whenever we go to outback or at least the what i most remember about outback was going to it one time with i think my grandmother and a, a bunch of other like relatives and for some odd reason you know when it came time to you know pay for the check and like my grandmother throws you know she pays for it and um yeah and the the waiter kind of sheepishly comes back and is like you know sorry this like this isn't enough money and you know my grandma protests and is like well no i look at this like i I put the i even paid tip and for some odd reason i i kid you not the waiter then proceeded to flip the receipt and demonstrate that there was a continuation Uh, <laughs> which I've never heard of before, and maybe even, may not even be real. But that this is what has been repeated for decades: is that wait, did was, she pay with cash? I think she paid with cash, and then okay, was okay. and then yeah, we had like there was just this mysterious back of the receipt that needed to be revealed, which actually told us what our total amount was and so like everyone's just like oh my gosh like a sitcom like ah oh, look at this oh outback that's so funny and i kid yeah. you not something like something happened with our receipt again uh where we got this receipt and then we you know we we, we put the card in and we and it came back for my dad to sign and it was ten dollars more than what we had like saw, seen saw seen in the receipt and we're like did they give themselves gratuity already if they did it's not a lot and so we asked like well what happens like well you ordered oh no you folks ordered dessert like after the, like i gave you the the check and so like yeah i added the dessert i'm like are you kidding me like just more <laughs> outback shenanigans so it was perfect it was it was honestly the 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 perfect experience um i am tired and full and i'm not gonna work out after this podcast um haven't worked out really all week and uh yeah i'm just filled with meat now <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great yeah it sounds, that sounds so, yeah it's just, yeah it's as good as it's gonna get so that's it that's the podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it was a pretty good podcast Thank you, Ryan, as always, for having these conversations. I think we're skipping next week as again because we both have things going on. Yep. 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 We'll 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 do it when we do it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But super super glad to be able to catch up with you. Uh, and thanks for listening. And thanks for talking. And thank you, listener, as well. Samezies. 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 Mm, bye. bye.